It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. The number one man in greyhound racing, Georgie Furujak. Good morning to Good afternoon to you, George. Good afternoon, Gareth. And uh, how are the nerves, mate, heading into the Perth Cup? Um, it's exciting because she's a wonderful greyhound, Kiss Me Linda, and there's a group of mates that basically have been first-time owners into greyhound racing. Ryan Hill's a star jockey and Brad Parnham, star hoops over there in, in Western Australia. And I don't own anything of her, basically, but they own most of her, along with Chrissy Parnham, Stevie Parnham, and um, a couple of their mates as well. So it's, they, they've got a lot of passion now for greyhound racing, and it's great to see Boy Hill and, and Brad Parnham especially. They are the dead-set, die-hard fans of Kiss Me Linda, and, and so are their families. And uh, they don't miss a meeting, whether it's on a Wednesday night, whether it's on a Saturday night, whether it's on a Thursday night at Mandra. If Linda is racing, they are there. In That's fact, awesome. I think Boy Hill and Brad even flew out to Melbourne to watch her go around in the Tem Lee, was it? She did have a couple of starts Yeah, here. I reckon she went for the Sapphire. So, I, I straight think, after the Perth Cup. Yeah, I think she yeah. was down for the Sapphire. And what about if she wins the race? She's by Kinlock Bray out of West on Bluebird, who of course Ching, is Ching. a full system. How much do you other. think we can sell her pops for? Yeah, a fair bit of money. 15? Uh, well, I'm not sure about that, but close. Mm, 10? Yeah, going good. Especially if she wins the Perth Cup, mate. But I tell you what, she's in this race. I don't think I'll be getting any. She went 5.43 early, mate, and 18.30 odds down the back. It's it's pretty good. And I know you've drawn box four, but she's handled um, awkward draws right throughout her career. I think I carried on one time this time last year. I was at a a Perth restaurant um, with my partner's family, and they thought I I was an idiot. I I was cheering her home in a heat of the Perth Cup. And she jumped on the bunny, and Angela Daly's really good greyhound at that time. I think he won the Australian Cup. Hexen, Hexen Hecton Bale. Bale. Hmm. And he was the odds-on favourite. We were about 20 to 1, but she jumped and pinged and went to the front. Hecton Bale stalked us and just nabbed us yeah. in the shadows of the post. But we still qualified for the Perth Cup. She jumped from box two. I remember the nerves in the theatre. I, I keep talking about sport and theatre. The, the the box draw for a big group one race. Yeah. Because I think she, we had Brad Parnham had the choice of box one or two, and he chose box number two. Um, she missed it slightly and, and was out the back. But she's a chance there on, on Saturday night. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. And to make back-to-back Perth Cups, Gareth, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a fair effort. How many more years left in her? Well, Probably not too much. No. More. What is she? She's March 2017. Oh, okay. So she's she's just three. Yeah. How long? About four or five? Yeah, maybe they, she'll, they'll go mm. for another six months with her. But Anthony, so. as a party, said, I've got another superstar in the backyard, so I'll just keep turning. He's giving you a sharing one, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Going to call it RSN Central. <laughs> You're um, on fire, mate. But now, uh, now, good Perth Cup, and obviously Simon told Helen... After a really tardy getaway, did what yeah. he had to do, and uh, he's come up very, very short, but... Um, Jeez, he only has to begin with him, doesn't he has, he? has he been jumping? That's my concern. Yeah, he probably his last couple hasn't. Um, obviously, in the Tem League, got into a little bit of trouble as well, but hopefully uh, Dave Burnett will be able to rectify that. He's already got a terrific record. This will just put some icing on a cake mm. leading into the uh, Golden Easter egg. A man that does wonders for the sport of greyhound racing, not only in his home state of WA, but in this country. And he was awarded with the Media Personality of the Year there on Sunday night at the awards night for Greyhound Racing in the West. 
it was well-deserved, that accolade, because he is the face, he is the voice, he is the man of WA Greyhound Racing, and he joins us here to make his debut, I think, on RSN Central, Peter O'Neill. Pete, good afternoon to you. You're too kind, Gareth, and I've finally made it. I've made it onto RSN Central, yeah. so now I can just sit back and retire. <laughs> I know you've been wanting to get onto this show for a long time. I want, can we just be serious for just a moment? Um before we have a little bit of a laugh and, and preview the two group ones there on Saturday. But at the moment, we're, we are going through a period here in Victoria with the virus. They call it the coronavirus for canines. Um, but basically, it's like a gastrovirus that, that, that has um, hit Victoria. But in WA, you've been through it already, Pete. What do you think? What can we expect here in Victoria and how long will it last for? And after talking to, say, the participants over there in the West, what advice would you give us over there from Western Australia after going through um, and experiencing that time when the virus hit WA? It's a very tough one because of the fact that a lot of trainers and experienced trainers that I spoke to when the virus was here in WA couldn't tell whether their greyhounds were sick or not until after they'd raced a lot of them. Um, Barry McPherson was the first trainer in Western Australia that basically shut down his kennel. When he returned, which was after about two weeks' time, all of his greyhounds started winning. So the shutdown of the kennels for two weeks by, by Barry did his kennel the world of good. Other trainers... Um, some greyhounds were affected by the virus, others weren't. And as I mentioned, they get over it within one or two days, normally two days. Um, so they might be sick um, after a Friday race meeting and then they're better by the Monday, Tuesday. Normally the greyhounds haven't fo- fully recovered when they start the following week. So my advice to the trainers on the East Coast is if you are concerned that your greyhounds may have the virus, then leave them at home. Definitely don't take them to the track where it can spread with other greyhounds. And uh, if you give your greyhound a week off, it'll be a quick recovery and you'll be back at the track in no time. Pete, uh, good afternoon or good morning for you over there. I, I know that there was uh, obviously some Victorian greyhounds who couldn't make the trek over to two terrific mm-hmm. races on our, on our group calendar. But one greyhound we did see go over was Simon Told Helen. Tell us a little bit about his trial leading up to the to the race twenty three ninety post to post post, which they tell me is is ridiculous. But have you seen too many greyhounds do what he did out of the traps? Oh, he missed the kick, um, bounced off a few dogs, pushed through, and still run eighteen twenty to the back. I mean, you must have been impressed with that effort. Oh, very impressed. And you had greyhounds like I think it was Red Cat Manelli in the race, and also uh, Weston Augie, who's one of our best chasers, and. He put them to the sword. The fact that he missed the kick, and I just had for a split second just the thought of, oh, no, he's not going to get through. And then he just dropped into another gear. He is outstanding. Uh, reminds me of Orson Allen, who drew box seven in the final last year and won the Cup. I just see him as a class above the opposition here in Western Australia. And that's all respect for the, the very good young pups that we have racing in the final, like the Zach Manellis, for example, that have made it through. Um, and also Kiss Me Linda, another greyhound as a young pup, made the Perth Cup last year. She's fitter and stronger this year going into the final, but he is outstanding. And uh, I spoke with David prior to the race. He said he was concerned over the concluding stages of the race because of the fact that from the injury that he had, he wasn't able to put a lot of work into him, and he said he will improve four or five lengths. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't improve further to that. I was surprised that he came up at $1.85 after the box draw in box seven, because I think he's ideally drawn there. And um, he's now into, I think, $1.65. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him start shorter. 
unless he gets smashed at the boxes, which I can't see happening oh. because I think the eight will go straight and the seven will go left. He'll just get galloping room, and even if he misses it slightly, he's just got that electrifying speed that will um, get him into a really good position on that first corner. Okay, Pete, no one should bother turning up then, it sounds like. <laughs> well, no, to turn up. Because, yeah, as we saw last week, I had the uh, all-up double going into... Um, here's tears, and I was counting my money before they even got to the galaxy heats, and his tears didn't qualify for me, so uh, I was devastated. So anything can happen on race night, as you know, Gareth. That he is a very, very talented chaser. Before the Perth Cup Carnival um, started, I spoke. I think it was the Silver Chief. I spoke with David, and I mentioned on Greyhound Gossip at that time that I thought that he was one of the best chasers in Australia at that point in time. So that was early January. I know he's had an injury since then. But he is very, very talented, and I think he'll get better than what he did um, in his heat. I'm 100% confident that he'll be better Greyhound going in this Saturday night. And he has stayed here in Western Australia, which is important. So David decided not to take him back to Victoria, which was a very smart move considering the virus that you have over there at the moment. And also, it gives the Greyhound more time to acclimatise over here in Western Australia. He's been well looked after by Corey White and... I think there's a lot of plus for him. As I said, the box draw, the way it is, there's a fair bit of speed on his inside, um, but not the same sort of speed that what he can show, and George would know what I'm talking about there. This is Off the Leash on a Wednesday afternoon. You're with Gareth Hall, Georgie Ferrugia, and our special guest is the voice of WA Greyhound Racing, Peter Peter O'Neill, Georgie. Yeah, it is. Pete, uh, good to have you back. Just quickly, uh, g- give us a, an update on, on David Hobby's uh, kennel at the moment, Pete. He seems like he's flying. He's got some very, very fast young dogs. And just give us a little bit about uh, Mermaid Manelli, who's drawn box two. She went the quickest first split of 540, 18.3s down the back. Uh, do you give her a, a rough chance uh, from the check? I think I'd give her a rough chance to fill the placings. As I said before, George, yeah. I think uh, the winner is with the Victorian. Um, certainly a place chance. There's a lot of speed on her outside, so whether she's going to be able to hold up, I know that first split um, was very, very quick. The one dog last time that um, he tried from box number one, he wanted to move up the track, and he can jump quickly as well. So he could, I could see early, bump the two, uh, which would obviously take away that early speed into the first corner. So I can see some actual interference on the inside with, with the speed there. Um, all of David Hobby's greyhounds are flying at the moment. He had a, a boarding kennel for local pets in the area. He's actually closed that down so he can expand his uh, greyhound training. I think he's got another 70 pups on the ground at the moment, and they're all beautifully bred. Him and Mike Quincy um, have got a line that a lot of trainers around Australia would love to have, and they're expanding that, um, which we'll see with Sunday racing coming into Western Australia in late March. Um, we'll see the Hobby winners sort of being put around the the three tracks here in WA more and more often. So uh, he's got a really leading chance in in the Perth Cup. I think his best uh, greyhound, though, in the Perth Cup is Zach Manelli. He's an exciting chaser. If you saw his last sectionals last week when he charged home into second, um, was just had to be seen to be believed. If he gets clear running and he should uh, settle in second position behind uh, Simon Todd Helen, it would certainly make it very, very interesting. I don't think he could run him down, but he would make a very, very interesting race. And um, David also has the favourite in Blake Manelli in the Galaxy final. David's never won that before. He won the first cup a couple of years ago, um, but he's never won the, the Galaxy, and he has a real live chance this week. 
Yeah, tell us a little bit about Flake Minnelli. I, I heard from a couple of people in WA that I speak to that he absolutely flew in a trial at Mandurah, and when the virus um, was supposed to be hitting in Victoria, I think a, people, a couple of people did spec Flake Minnelli. He's now a dollar eighty to win this final after going way faster than anyone else. He ran forty one sixty, I believe. Uh, can you see him getting toppled? Is um, that the, uh, Paul Stewart trained Greyhound in Box One Blue Summer Sky? who's got a really good winning strike rate in his last couple of starts. Does he look the, the nominal danger? He's one of the dangers. He hasn't been able to break the 42-second barrier, which is my concern. I think the winner will go below 42 seconds. I also like Rockstar Patriot. I know he's been backed in from, I think he was originally $12, $13. He's into maybe $7 at the moment. Rockstar Patriot won this, won this race from Box 6 last year. He's really improving. He missed a race going back about four weeks, three or four weeks ago. He's had a couple of trials. He's reportedly been flying. It was a good run the other night to qualify, and I think he will improve going into the final. Blake Manelli is interesting because of the fact that I can't remember in my history of Greyhound Racing, and you might uh, know of one on the East Coast, of a Group 1 winner wearing blinkers. Um, The Greyhound that had a couple of concerns going back three or four months ago. Uh, David Hobby put the blinkers on Blake Manelli, and since then just gone from strength to strength and has broken the 42-second barrier and a very, very talented young star on the rise. Can you just explain blinkers, Georgie? Oh, just greyhounds that have, have decided to turn their head. Like, I've never years. seen blinkers on a dog. Yeah, see, I see them um, not often, but I, I see them in, in New Zealand a fair okay. bit for, for greyhounds. I've actually seen some um, only a week or so ago. So, um, yeah, look, just obviously to try to keep his vision out in front instead of having a, a little bit of a, a look-see next, next to him. Yeah. So well, I suppose the other one, Pete, that I wanted to mention was Hurricane Tears. There's, there's word always here that Hurricane Tears and his Tears, if you troll them, there's pro- pretty much n- not much between them. If anything, Hurricane Tears is, is a little bit quicker. That's quite scary to think, but he just hasn't put that form together. His run was okay, I suppose, running second last week. But he's uh, I'll tell you what, they're, um, they're leaving him out there. He's $11 uh, to win, so he's going to have to put his best foot forward. But he's probably the one in the race, Pete. Not sure what your thoughts are that can get down to the 41.6 if he decides to put it all together. And they seem, if you go on his tears run last week, where uh, he got completely lost in his first look at the track, maybe he will improve um, substantially at his second look in, in race conditions. I know he's trolled at Cannington. Um, but, yeah, I don't think... I think the race is a race in three uh, between Paul Stewart's uh, couple of greyhounds and also... Uh, David Hobby. If you wanted to throw something else in, Grace Ali, I think, is the other leading chance. Um, Grace Ali's mum, Born Ali, won the Galaxy game back in either 2014 or 15 uh, when trained by Robert Britton. So beautifully bred, but again, hasn't been able to break the 42-second barrier, and I think that's a concern going into a Group 1 final where I think Flake Manelli will definitely be able to break it because of the speed that um, the David Hobby-trained chaser can do. Hey, Pete, what's your tips for the big ones? Uh, Flake Manelli in the Galaxy and Simon Told Helen. I think uh, Simon Told Helen's still value at the dollar sixty-five. I, I would have thought. I'm not sure George's thoughts, but I would have thought Simon Told Helen. Um, it's basically up against a lot of Grade Four, uh, Grade Four and Five Greyhounds um, in Victoria. I would have thought that Simon Told Helen would have been starting at around a dollar thirty, dollar okay. forty. So uh, have been wrong before for uh, Gareth, but I think the favourites will be winning.
winning both of the finals. Is it like the Queensland derby, Georgie, for Simon Told Helen when he started odds on and everybody thought, well, he has been missing a kick a little bit, but it, it didn't really. Like Jared Daffy, who, who, who worked with us at the tab here on RSN Central, he declared Simon Told Helen on that particular night. And I think and James Vandermark, Jim Bob, he's been up and about saying that this is the best dog in the, in the country. Uh, yeah, what caught my eye was his runs in the in the Great Chase, and then there was another race where he nearly broke Fernando Bale's sectional records. That's how you win Group One races. Yeah, and this dog does that. He's a he's a fanatical chaser, and I agree with Peter. I, I, just the, the thing that gets me is that he wouldn't have had a five hundred and over a month. There is no possible way, unless there is some sort of injury during the week, that he will not f- improve. And he just couldn't begin any worse. He, if he begins with them, he's going to be hard mm. to beat. And I, I think we've seen that with Seneca as well when he went to. Queensland. He was yep. probably, he had that experience in Victoria without sounding too parochial. The heat's on as soon as those lids open here in free-for-alls. It's massive. They go into state they might get another couple of strides where they can really burst open. and yeah, It's going to be hard to defeat Simon the, Told-Allen. The only concern, I guess, with Simon Told-Allen and, and Pete, you've been talking to the camp is that, and there was a fascinating interview on the, on the Meadows Twitter handle, Jason Bonington, with David Burnett regarding that the dog hasn't recovered fully yet. He, he's he's able to race, but he's not at his best. Do they? Does David believe that he's that he had Simon told Helen back to his brilliant best at one hundred and ten percent? Pete, is that what you're hearing over there? Yeah, well, David said that he will improve, so he's got him back to fitness. He said he's going to improve with the runs that he gets into him. So he said after the heat he would improve length, and then after the final he'd be improving length going towards the golden Easter egg. So on what George has just said and uh, what David's opinion is, then, yeah, the Greyhound just improves on his heat when he was equal, quickest, fastest. I'll certainly get excited if Kiss Me Linda can get up and win for, so for you and the jockeys over here in WA. It'll be a massive celebration. Um, but uh, I, I honestly believe that Simon told Helen will be winning and then we'll be jumping on a plane quickly and heading across to New Zealand with James Vandermart and also Victoria Shaw, Timmy Newbold. To call it Manawatu. Oh. I think Manawatu is coming up on Sky in a moment, but so we'll be over there for a big race call as day on Monday. So good to see New Zealand Greyhound Racing trying to promote their sports uh, better over there in in, in, Ed, in NZ. I'll give you the tip: if you're flying from Perth to Auckland, mate, if you're flying Air New Zealand, you get onto the um, you can you can like you can <laughs> what do you call it? You can go into a you can say I want to pay an extra three hundred dollars um, mm. to go on the Skyline seat, and you get your whole row to yourself. Because it's a seven-hour trip, Pete, from from Perth to Auckland. I highly recommend that because otherwise you'd be jet lagged. The five hours behind there. We'll be right. We'll be we'll we'll be getting on the plane at seven o'clock, getting off at I think six in Auckland, then straight down to Palmerston North and parting with the Kiwis. Now that's another junket. But can you just tell it? Because because Georgie said to me, Gareth. I'd love to get to Cannington. He goes, it looks like, it sounds like it's just a beautiful place. They're right on the Indian Ocean and they've got wonderful gum trees around that joint. Um, and that's what Pete, when he, when you cross out to Peter O'Neill, Peter O'Neill for the first at Cannington. Oh, the Indian Ocean, the sun's just setting in the background and the blue 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 gums are, are flowing and it's such a beautiful day and it's a wonderful precinct. You're a liar. There's no, you can't even, you're, like, you're nowhere near the ocean, Pete. And on Sky Channel on Wednesday night, I, I mentioned the full moon was rising over the south. <laughs> just as I mentioned that the sky produced to put up the full moon. So we're working beautifully yeah. together. Hey, Georgie, he's a star, isn't he, Peter Absolutely. O'Neill? Hey, great calling on Saturday. Big stage. You love it. Enjoy the moment. Good on you, boys.
look, good luck over the over the weekend and looking forward to hopefully calling a Victorian home for you in the Perth Cup. Great stuff. Thanks for that. There's Peter O'Neill, the voice of WA Greyhound Racing. Um, Maitland Cup heats this Thursday, Georgie. Yeah, a couple of uh, good ones, mainly local dogs. Uh, Ebby Infrared uh, favourite in the first heat. Uh, then we've got like Grand Quality, of course, who come here and won the Warrigal Cups at $1.65. Yep. And in the last heat, there's a really nice battle between the Group 1 Futurity winner at $1.85. That's Zipping Veyron and Bill Barth at two seventy. So that's a, a good little series. Of course, we've got heats of the Shepherd and Cup as well on Monday. The fields will hopefully be out tomorrow. And... Uh, this one bet I just want to mention here, winners of Grinners, yeah. twenty thousand dollars at a dollar ten on You Tell Me at Sandown. Was that in the, was that on the second? Is it in the second race there? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That was. Uh, Brendan Purcell's Greyhound. Um, that was Purcell. Oh, Purcell had another first starter. They they backed off the map as well. I yeah. reckon that was race two, and the, and the You Tell Me was race three. Three. There was because um, Jamie Ennis had a short price favourite in the first into Purcell into Greeno. Yeah. Think, yeah. So that's uh, the big winners for Grinners, but we'll have a little bit more. We're getting closer to the launching pad, yep. uh, and we'll have a little bit more about the virus uh, next week. Uh, the face, and how is that? We're, we're on top of it. We'll just, as Peter, o, Peter O'Neill pointed out, it might take a month or so. Yeah, it might. Look, I see a lot of scratchings at Ballarat today from some of the bigger kennels, but we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I've spoken to a couple of the kennels that had it last week, uh, Gareth, and the, the dogs are jumping out of their skin ready to go. Hey, Dan Huddy joins us. He's from Sky Racing. He's the face of the recent Australian Cup Carnival there with Jason Lincoln. He's from WA. He's just spending a little bit of time with us at RSN 97. Hey, Dan, have you got a tip for us in the Cup? Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, boys. It's a tough one, I reckon. The field. I want to. I want to give Kiss Me Linda a chance. Yeah, really I know chance, you can't, but, geez. but I can't. I'm just. It should I'm, be fifty to one. Kiss Me Linda. Oh, I haven't listened to him play it down. When I know. True Detectives in a group race. He yeah. declares it. He failed yeah. to tell us this morning just how involved he was with Kiss Me Linda. No. So he's playing it down big time. Hey, True Detective was a real possible chance, as 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 Pete pointed out. She's a good waffle player, Kiss Me Linda, but she's. You got Nat Fife lining up from box seven. <laughs> like you Patrick are the best. Cripps. You're going to keep this up all week. No. Mate. So, Danny, are you with Simon? Simon told Helen. Yeah, I've, okay. I was lucky enough to see Simon told Helen over the last couple of months, and I just think the dog's just a little bit too good for that field on Saturday night. But look, hopefully, it's a good race and. We get to see maybe a surprise, but yeah, I'll be with Simon Told Helen. If he, if he begins with them, he yep. will blow them away, Pete, unfortunately. Um, Gareth, not Pete. Uh, and I hope Kiss Me Linda runs a, a ripper race for you, mate. And so just put I. me down for one of her pups, please. Yeah, if you, you got can some actually. Ball. I haven't really. Ryan the I'll boy here. I'll you with a West Angela. All right, then I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Make that two. Hey, right. she should be a draft greyhound. I'll talk to Hilly whether she can come into the draft. No worries, mate. Yeah. Hey, um, Dan, you're on Sky Racing 1 tonight? Yep, will be. On oh, Sky Racing 2, sorry, Gareth. 2. Yeah. Is that Cheltenham started? It has. Yeah, it started last night. Seemed like yep. a massive crowd on track, so yep. great turnout so far. 